bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kinda whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hello. Everybody here ah, Never gonna stop singing Never gonna stop singing Never gonna stop singing Welcome to Dumb Gay Politics I'm Julie And I'm Brandy And this is the podcast Where we tell you about All the important shit That went on in politics This week That kind of sounded like That in Vogue song Never gonna get it Never gonna <gasps> <Yes>. <laughs> Never gonna stop singing Never gonna stop singing Never gonna stop singing Never gonna stop singing I'm quoting this Never gonna stop singing Never gonna stop singing And then a catwalk on the thing What's how's the rest of that song? Go? Can you close all your programs on your computer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do what? Do you guys want to know what Julie's favorite thing in the whole world to do is on her phone as well? Yeah, it really gives her life. It gives her life while she's sleeping. It right. gives her life early in the morning. Yeah. she keeps every single program she's ever opened and or downloaded um, uh-huh. open. Yeah, and she doesn't close them. She doesn't right. stop them. Nope. So the one time she did something in GarageBand back in. 2014 is still up it's all still open on our computer and then just open on top of open on top of open and then i'm like why is this working so sluggishly when right. this computer is only two months old oh i can't help it <laughs> it's like i'm because also i'm also a hoarder i mean if you looked in my drawers you'd be horrified well i think you don't like to close things you have a problem with ending i don't even close cabinet doors or anything <laughs> no no no. i know you leave it all open i don't know what it is i don't mean to do it it's real hard to get off the phone with the bitch i have to hang up on her she doesn't like to end <laughs> She just I hate goodbyes and she doesn't like to end conversations. So she's like, okay, well, we're going to. And then literally like like a cop is bearing down on me. And I'm like, okay, I've got to go. And okay, well, you know what? Let's, and I just hang up. <laughs> I have gotten so much better. You have. You have. I mean, it's like I'm different. It's completely different no, you're now. you're a different person. I mean, I, I would hang up on her and she'd probably start crying <laughs> back in the day in 10 years ago. Yeah. Well, now I can. It's fine. Now I'm just like, I don't, I let you, I don't even, it's not, there's not even an ending. I just yeah. assume you're going to hang up. So I'm just like. <laughs> yep i have to, <laughs> or whatever so, or just any i'll just i'm waiting i'm waiting to be hung up on so i'm just yeah. like into it it's fine now it's completely fine yeah. it's really it's transformed my life yeah well good i love you i don't hang on anymore okay let me too so this was an uneventful week in the grand scheme of trump really the biggest news was happened with bill o'reilly getting the sack yep see ya rapist bye but you know what we're not, not even really, talking about though. that because it's everywhere <laughs> and if you want to hear that go listen to heather mcdonald i'm sure everyone's talking about it all right so you guys Basically, today marks the day mm-hmm. of President Trump's 100th day. As, <laughs> that's right. As president of the world, I pictured you as a Weird. little cute thing on top of a cute rooftop with a little horn. <laughs> with a horn? Yeah. <laughs> the cartoon version of you. Yeah, like wearing like a little pointy hat. Yeah, exactly. Today is the day, everybody. <laughs> today. <laughs> Today is the day. Hello, everybody. Today is the day. It's the 100th day of President Trump. It really is today. You guys are listening to this tomorrow on Tuesday, but Monday is his 100th, I'm assuming, business day as president. Wow. So there was um, 10 specific 
um, pieces of legislation that he swore to pass in his first 100 days. Right. Middle class tax relief, end of the Offshoring Act, American Energy and Infrastructure Act, School Choice and Education Opportunity Act, Repeal and Replace Obamacare. They're working on that one. Affordable Child Care and Elder Care Act, End Illegal Immigration Act, Restoring Community Safety Act, Restoring National Security Act, Clean Up Corruption in Washington Act. Definitely not. Not one single one. Not one, not one has been done. Not one. In the first hundred days, he was going to get rid of ISIS too. Wasn't he going to get rid of ISIS? I wasn't sure when he was going to eradicate them off the face of the planet. I wasn't <laughs> right. sure what the timeline right. was on that. Right. But well, let, let's get to Eye of the Shit Storm. Mm. You take some shit. Put it up on the wall. Check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall, put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some fuck, put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. There's a shit storm coming, everybody. Okay. This week, the eye of the shit storm is swirling around the new spending bill that Congress is working on. And the biggest and most problematic piece of shit is, surprise, surprise, the border wall. Oh, God. Oh, and now I'm hitting this with my elbow. Okay. So Congress is working on the new plan um, for all the money that will fund the government. Right. So in the bill, they're like mapping out where the money goes and what money and where and all that shit. And they have until Friday to finish it. Okay. But Trump is threatening through his aides. (laughs) (laughs) Through his full-blown aides. Through his full-blown aides. That if Congress doesn't include money to build the wall, then he won't sign the bill. And if Trump doesn't sign the spending bill, then the government immediately ceases to receive funding, which means that it immediately and effectively shuts the fuck on down. Right. Which is what everybody's talking about. Like government shutdown, government shutdown, government shutdown. So I know if any of you don't like uh, we watched the news and I still didn't understand what they kept saying government shut down. I didn't either. So this is what that means. Right. The spending bill needs to be signed by Friday. He's saying that he won't sign it if they don't include the wall. None of the Democrats are good. They're not going to include obviously, the Obviously. And obviously he's not going to shut down the government. That's ridiculous. He's going to have to sign. He's, I mean. Yeah. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't want to do that in his first hundred days because right. he's already looking like. A, no you know, one chump. wants your fucking wall. No. I mean, no one wants your wall. It's no. It's stupid. And like, what did Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi said the wall. Wall is, in my view, immoral, expensive, unwise. I should, and when the president says, <laughs> "Well, I promised it well during my campaign," I don't think he said he was going to pass billions of dollars of cost of the wall onto the taxpayer. I like Nancy Pelosi, but she is a little bit of a kook. Well, she and the thing is, she looks like a kook, and then when she starts talking, she sounds like a kook. But the words coming out are fine, right? But you're so distracted yes. by the kookalooki. Because she's like, I didn't know what you t- were. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you guys, I wish but- you guys could see Julie because she like <laughs> actually kind of started looking like her right there, doing this thing with her mouth and her eyes. Um, <laughs> and the wall is immoral, and it is expensive, and it is unwise. And I they mean, don't, they don't want it, and even a few, you know, and the Republicans. So, oh, here's the deal with how the spending bill needs to pass. Um, okay, so Republicans hold a 52 to 48 advantage over Democrat over Democrats in the Senate. All right, mm-hmm. but there's these rules. They made these rules so that it, since they own it, they still have to get. Basically, the Republicans need 60 votes to pass legislation. Mm-hmm. So they need um, they need eight 
Democrats on any given time to get right, on their side. Right. And it just isn't going to happen. It Not for the wall. It just isn't going to happen for no. the wall. None of them are feeling it. So, and nobody also wants the government to shut down. So obviously they're going to just not no. let the government shut down. However, but then you think, well, but what if they did? What would happen? I thought they did that one time, but maybe I'm just, maybe it was the same. And what is that even, what's going to happen? Trump's just going to go to Mar-a-Lago and be like, oh, well, it's, it's government shut down, so. I mean, would the Secret Service immediately stop being paid and be like, right. time to hit the bar, honey? Congress all, nobody gets paid. Everybody just stops working and it's just looting. So supposedly they're working on this thing called the Stop Gap Bill, which means that it, it, I guess it I kind of gives them time so it would fund the government beyond the end of Friday of course when funding will run out right so this way everyone wins because Trump doesn't want to look like a chump no he doesn't want to shut the government down but no. he doesn't want his wall not to be and like just to recap if you y'all don't remember he was going to build the wall and he was going to make Mexico pay for it right. Mexico t told him to go um, like chinga tu madre that's right mm-hmm um, Donde esta el baño uh -huh. on your ass? Uh, uh, right, like... 15 minutes, okay? You yeah. Go fuck yourself, okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, so they told him to go fuck himself. So now we're going to pay for it, I guess? Taxpayers? No. Absolutely right. not. Abs None of us wanted it. No, nobody... No. Well, or at least nobody... People... Or we don't want it, but some people do want uh, it. But they thought Mexico was going to pay for right. it because they're morons. They didn't want, want it if they had to pay for it, I guarantee no. you. No, no. There's no way that's the guy who's talking about... Who's out shooting guns being like, Yeah, Mexico's going to pay for the wall, finally! Immigration! Ugh. And then it's going to what? You're going to get... You're going you're gonna to pay for it, sir? No, you're going to be pissed. Yeah. And so... If they're and they can't let the government shut if the if they, the government shuts down it will utterly and completely be Republicans fault and then they're fucked yeah and he, well Trump's not going to do that in his first hundred days no, no way they will be no screwed how. okay let's stop talking about this and oh. go somewhere that Julie has been dying to go <sighs> censorship 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 street yes. to get to censorship street we should put a big beep on it oh yeah that's right you know what i mean how to With get to bleep, bleep street. street yeah my voice okay <laughs> um okay so this is a topic that julie's been dying to talk about for a few months mm. and i really don't know why i make her wait to express her um <laughs> self because her rage it's really it always seems to me um you know, insane and misplaced many times, <laughs> but it's, it's really, truly always right on the pulse. And this time is no different. Yeah. Well, thank, first of all, thank you. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I first got enraged about this back in the first week of February when that asshole Milo Yiannopoulos was scheduled to speak at UC Berkeley and the students staged a violent protest, which involved starting actual fires on their own campus and throwing furniture through windows, okay, in order to prevent him from speaking. And also it's important to note, and even though probably a lot of you don't even know who that is, and you know what, good for you, keep watching Housewives, um, 
It's important to note that this happened before Milo was ostracized by his own fans and party for speaking out in support of the relationships between priests and underage gay guys. So um, the Berkeley students were moved to violently protest Milo simply because and mainly because of his extremely conservative views. Right. That was February. And they what they love yelling about is hate speech. They don't want they won't have hate speech while they're throwing while they're throwing chairs through windows (laughs) and setting things ablaze. Cut to last week, Ann Coulter, also a horrible asshole, was scheduled to speak at Berkeley and they canceled her appearance over fear that it would spark the same violence that Milo's did. Also, there were also protests. There were also people yelling and throwing things. Yeah, and there's been there's been violent protests. From Milo all the way to now. Different yes. different things. You know, they, they had like a sort of, they had a debate that turned violent between Republicans. And I can't even believe there's a Republican that even goes there at this point. Uh, I, 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 honestly, I, you know what? I, 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 I'm I'm so repulsed and disgusted by the, by the University of Berkeley. It, they might as well just um, put themselves on an island and only say the only people who are allowed to come here are people who think like us, who look like us, think like us. They're just like Bob Jones University. They're just like any other Christian shitty university who is against gay people and against women. That's you, UC Berkeley. You suck. You are the you're, worst. You're, you have this weird ability to like, you're never really able to see the other side like of, of Christian stuff, but you have this, it's, you'll have this weird insight where I'm like, wow, she really is. She really is able to, I, I can't articulate it, but I'm so proud of you for having this view. How dare, a, first of all, not plus you're Berkeley. So first of all, you're in the Bay Area and you're Berkeley, which is supposed to be the most open, the most progressive. It's where hippies come from. It's like literally the, the you want to talk about the foundation of vampires? Well, let me say. Here's the foundation of hippies Let me say, Berkeley. The, the, the actual, this is a fact. Okay. The free speech movement started in Berkeley. It was a student oh. protest, which took place during um, the, the academic year, 1964, 1965. Um, the leadership of students protests unprecedented in scope um, for um, against the faculty, uh, like wanting to the students to be allowed free speech and academic freedom. The the free speech movement was officially started at Berkeley. Well, it's officially ended there. Yeah, it is now officially yeah. ended there. And you should be ashamed of yourselves. I don't care if the entire KKK is scheduled to speak on the campus. You let them speak. The minute you start shutting down a conversation, you are as bad as the thing that you are protesting. Period. Like, you don't like Ann Coulter? Go listen to her talk. You Maybe there'll be one thing you like. Maybe there's one thing you could relate to. Or, and even if there's not, then get in the thing, get a, your question on, and debate. Debate, debate, debate. You can't shut people down. That is the grossest, most grotesque, horrible thing. You're a Nazi. You're just like Nazis. Yeah. Just like Bill Maher said, you're, you're book burning now. You're putting people in concentration camps. You're like Scientology. You're a cult. And I honestly fucking hate UC Berkeley right now. Well... Let me just say, I my in my opinion, don't just don't go if you don't like or don't go. Who's there? I think Fine. it's stronger. I think it sends a stronger message. Just and, to not go. And by the way, we uh, know this from experience. I would rather someone show up and and hate my guts than no one show up. <laughs> and we right. when you're doing a show right. and like one person the, shows and you're like, oh well, this is fucking. But embarrassing. also, those people are there for that. You think that Ann Coulter is going, or even Milo Yiannopoulos is going to UC Berkeley to give a, a speech where he or the two of them think that they're going to be welcomed with some sort of open arms and, exactly. and talking to a, a like minded group? No, you're talking to a group that doesn't agree with you. You're looking for a debate. You're looking for a fight. And what's wrong with that? I would fucking I would go in a second. Yeah, I would I go. Know. 
in a second and live. I would be living. I would you know love what? to get in a debate with either one of them. And Ann Coulter and Milo are living when chairs That's are being right. thrown through windows. So if you want to hurt them and you want to embarrass them and humiliate them. Ignore them. Yeah. Be quiet and be like, no one cares about you. You're right. a dollar to me. Good yeah. night, sir. Right. But, but you know what I mean? So it's like. It's really accomplishing nothing. And also on the note of Milo, just um, I really shouldn't even we should, we should end the segment. But he's a you know, he's gay. And for those of you that don't know, like uh, him, look him up or whatever. But he's gay and he's conservative. And just that alone, the when someone is brave enough and like him or don't like him, but to have to be in a peer group and have a, dis- a very dissenting, unpopular opinion and to speak out about it. That makes us as a society stronger when someone can do that. Mm -hmm. So just alone letting him go around and do that. It's not easy. I mean, you know, to do that. So to, to, to stop someone and to silence them and to censor them. Right. You're just you're 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 weakening us. Yeah, you are. The f- I mean, and not to mention, it's just against the law, honey. So fuck the fuck <laughs> right. off. Right, and you're out there. Not to mention, I mean, I could talk about this forever. I could I never stop talking Julie's about this. Julie's been mad about this since February. I cannot be alive with it. I mean, plus that you can get into a whole thing about colleges and safe spaces and trigger words and people don't feel safe and blah 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 blah. And it's just like, you know what? The world isn't fucking safe. We're all living in an unsafe environment. And if you think someone getting up and talking is unsafe, then you haven't actually lived any life. You're sheltered. You're entitled. And I don't care what race. <laughs> you are this isn't about just white people this is about all people every single student and i believe me i've been in a lot of colleges we were multi ethnic hey, all <laughs> hey craig like all we're talking about all ethnicities here like are entitled in a student setting to have their shit be the thing that is the most sensitive, that's the most oppressed, that's the most everything. And we all have to tiptoe around it and nobody can say anything, even positively. You can't even say a positive thing without somebody finding something to be offended by. So, Well, that's really a different issue. I know, but it's, to me, at Berkeley and what they're doing is... This is a different issue, but it's a part of an umbrella of problems. And Julie likes to say about the Bay Area. It's so progressive. It's conservative. And I feel like UC Berkeley is the the perfect example of that. Yeah. That you're so, we're open. It's like, you know, liberal, progressive ideas, like love everyone. But you don't love everyone. You're lying. You're conservative now. You were so open that now you're back closed. Yeah. And... And, and it's trickling down to the students and the students are obnoxious and insufferable. Yeah. And it's so it's not right. And so you see Berkeley, if I were to judge Julie, you you're guilty. Yeah, you're guilty. And you should you I don't even you need to close your doors and, and figure out yeah, what's going turn on into a private university because we're done paying for your shit. That's right. We're only your own selves can go. Apparently put mirrors everywhere. In fact, why don't you put the whole building <laughs> should be made of all mirrors and you could look at your own selves and smell your farts. And eat all your right. vomit. Now it's time to answer some questions. From our 14 listeners. I got gay questions and I need gay answers. I got gay questions and I need gay answers. Yeah, I got gay questions and I need gay answers. I got gay questions and I need gay answers. Okay, meow meow. A couple of our list 14 listeners sent in questions mm-hmm. and we're gonna answer them. Wonderful. <laughs> We waited a few weeks so that we'd have more than one question for this segment. (laughs) Sometimes one trickles in. So if you ever send us a question on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram and you don't hear it right away, be patient. We will eventually answer it. Okay, so the first and most serious question is from Andrew Bolander via the Dumb Gay Politics Facebook fan page, which is a closed group, but I invite all of you to um, 
just join join it it's yeah, not closed she'll, she'll it's like yeah well, you just you, join it but you have she, to be vetted a little yeah, bit yeah and then she accepts to you to make sure you're not trying to kill great. us heather heather douglas hey Heath. um but if you're too much of a troll she's like no girl right, like get out of here okay so this was on april 13th andrew wrote okay <laughs> <laughs> quote so <laughs> you already know it's gonna go now read this in a nice way Mary. okay so I'm a huge fan of you from Gay Pimpin' and this podcast, but I'm also a huge fan of the one, the only, the icon, Bernie, Bernie Sanders. Sanders. <laughs> Your opinions of him seem to be very narrow-minded. In this last podcast, Shit Just Got Serious, you attacked him for trying to work alongside the enemy for a peaceful resolution, but didn't really give any reason why that's a bad idea. You just attacked him and his policy on free education. Can you elaborate on why this is a bad idea? Is our involvement through military a better solution? If you believe working unilaterally or trying to is bogus, do you think the UN is a waste of time too? Also, when it comes to education, Bernie was incredibly left on his free education idea. And maybe it's not attainable, but wouldn't that be applicable to Obama as well? Obama sought to have a single-payer system and compromised on the Affordable Care Act. Just last week, New York passed a law for free education for families that make less than 100000 a year for all public universities in the state of New York. Is this not a result of Bernie's push for free education and compromise from the left? Again, love you guys. Just looking for some clarity. Okay, that was a lot of different sort of comments and questions yeah. in one. But we love you too, Andrew. Yes. But this aggression will not stand. We got to check you, boo. We got to check you, boo. <laughs> so first off, um, okay, in your question, you say that our opinions of Bernie Sanders are narrow-minded. Now, this is probably true because most of our opinions are probably most likely narrow-minded. Um, it's not easy being open to shit. That said... You completed your judgment by claiming that in our podcast episode, shit got, just got serious, that we attacked him for trying to work alongside our enemies for a peaceful resolution, but didn't give any reason why that was a bad idea. That's what you said. Um, okay, one thing. I think attacked is too strong a word, but um, I'll give you room for your interpretation. I'm sure, we attacked him. But two, just to clarify real quick also, Bernie didn't, I probably didn't make this clear, Bernie didn't want to work alongside our enemies for a peaceful resolution. He wanted to us to get our enemies to join us so that we um, could go go to a war or attack Syria with our enemies. It wasn't like we're going to work with our enemies for peace. It was like we need them if we're going to, you know, go to war. So from this alone, I can tell that you probably didn't listen or I just wasn't clear. <laughs> but third and most importantly, you said we didn't give a reason that Bernie's idea for working alongside our em enemies was a bad idea. Now, I know your ass wasn't listening, Andrew, because here's the clip you're referring to. Professional delusionists like Bernie Sanders, <laughs> they want to take out ISIS. Mm. And, <gasps> and after that, the shitty president. But you know how he wants to do it? He wants to work with other countries like Iran and Russia who are on the side of the shitty president, who aren't hiding the fact that they're on the side of the shitty president. And we've never been able to get them to work with us and literally, it's like, hey, Bernie, um, after I get through my, my degree at my free college, um, how am I going to get Russia and Iran to work with us? Well, also, Russia and I Iran particularly won't work with us because we support Israel. So Yeah, so what's he talking also, about? So I don't know why he's saying that. Because like, we can't get unilateral. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> we need to come together as a country. Paloop. <laughs> Back the car up, Greg. Honk, honk. Honk, honk. No, I'm, I definitely wasn't clear there, but um, 
yeah, I think we gave the reason why it was a bad idea. I think we did give her. And also, I mean, in, in general, because um, Andrew just was um, sort of talking in general about Bernie and all of that stuff. Um, you know, I believe we also said in that in that podcast, or at least I did, I was not for Bernie for president. I think he would have been a, a terrible president. And I stand by that from now until the end of time. I think he would have been absolutely the worst. However, he is absolutely perfect where he is now. He is a you fighter. Did, you did this in a so there's that. Oh, so yeah. yeah. But so yeah, no, but you so and, and just to, to, to re-elaborate or to re-clarify, just because I don't think someone would be a good president doesn't mean I don't think they're perfect for where they are or the job that they are at now or I don't like them personally or whatever it is. I'd be a terrible president. I'd be the worst. Well, he's he's doing great now. He's getting a lot of he's important exact, messages. Right. And I want to clarify because I didn't play the full clip. Um, um, I t- talked shit about all of their views. All I talked of them. shit about Lindsey Graham. Yes. I talked shit about Tim Kaine. Mm-hmm. It, we listed three views, and it was Bernie Sanders, Tim Kaine, and Lindsey Graham. Right. They represented groups and what they wanted. And all of the answers were shit. It wasn't just Bernie Sanders right. we talked shit about. Well, and it's important to know that we will drag anyone, even if we like them. Yeah. So, and Bernie Sanders particularly has a lot to be dragged on. And uh, do I like the idea of free education or obviously the money out for all and all of his ideas? Of course, he's idealistic. He's romantic. He's like a romantic yeah, idealist. He wants good things. He wants good things and there's nothing wrong with that. And he's and he's fighting and he's a fighter and he's insane and he's, you know, a right. kookaluke and great. He's doing what he should be doing now and we love him where he is. And as far as the New York school thing, ah. um, that is really cool. Uh, and if it's true, Andrew, uh, you should have sent this to Julie so the bitch could do it as a so there's that. <laughs> but um, she didn't and you didn't. So um, but it sounds cool. But we appreciate your question and thank you for reaching out and for being a loyal listener all these years. And we really do appreciate your question. We do. And we love you. Yes. So much. Um, and hope you don't stop listening now. Okay. Right. OK. The okay. next question comes from Katie Hogan via Twitter at Katie Hogan writes question about Trump hair. When Jimmy Fallon messed with his hair, did his fingers touch the netting slash fish line? Hmm. Okay. I like that she called it a fish line. Yeah. Okay. So Katie is referring to our segment last week when Linda James took us to skew and revealed the mystery behind Trump's hair. So take a listen. If you missed it, the shit is fire. (laughs) And for those of you who haven't seen it, there's a clip on YouTube from The Tonight Show where Jimmy Fallon messes up Trump's hair and he really gets in there. (laughs) I mean, that was shocking. He like rubs it around very aggressively. Yeah, yeah. He so you got to watch it to see because you think he just sort of roots. No, but he I mean, yeah, it's in there. So Linda said so we, we had Linda comment and Linda said, um, quote, I think Jimmy Fallon signed in blood to never talk about what he felt that day. At 19 seconds, you can see how thin it is. I stand with Invisiblend. Also, I'm listening to the RuPaul podcast with Tiffany New York Pollard, and she says she uses hair system glue with a seven to eight week hold time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Linda also clarified, uh, for those of you that heard, that it was actually Frederick Fakai Salon mm. and not Jose Iber mm-hmm. that serviced true. Trump. <laughs> Um, I think what Linda means with the seven to eight week hold time glue is that you could get in and aggressively rub it around and the shit's glued down. Right. It'll move. And I also want to say that uh, there was a particular Wendy Williams episode where Mm. Kenya and we all know Kenya's got the longest black hair Mm -hmm. that's ever existed in the the world. And she's she's, right. Because she's not mixed. She's right. you know, and she's au natural. She, yeah, and she and she's full black because you can be if you're mixed, your hair is going to get longer. It's hard. I mean, my her hair is twenty times longer than mine. Uh-huh. She's long ass hair. It's gorgeous fucking hair. Nobody believes it's real. Right. And she went on Wendy Williams, and Wendy Williams rooted her. 
Right. Now, she put her hand in her hair and, and moved the, it to, and touched it. Not just to the root. To the root. She rooted her. Okay. Now, the difference is that that's not what Jimmy Fallon did to Donald Trump. No. He went top, top. onto the top. Right. And rubbed it and messed it up. Right. I didn't see his fingers go in. No. Like, if I was to go to your hair right now, yes. I'd do like a comb with my yes. fingers and I'd comb that shit. And I, we'd find the net. That's right. He didn't do that. No. He rubbed top to bottom, messed it up on top. Mm. I mean, and it was, it did go everywhere. <laughs> no, but there was it's one. very long. There was one piece that didn't move. That's right. And, well, it's heavily hairsprayed. And, and it's heavily glued down, which yes. is what Linda means. Heavily glued down. Yeah. So you guys should look, you know, Katie, I don't, you know, I think we tried to answer your question here, but I think most importantly, you know, we think it, we do think the, invis- we stand by the invisible yeah. and we stand by Linda. I, and I'm going to even add there's glue in there too. Well, yeah, Visiblood's glued down. Oh, that's what it, oh, okay. The netting is glued down. Oh, well, then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's all the gay questions that we're going to answer, because now it's time to hear from moms of gays and their gay feelings. Looking cute. And feeling cute. What you got to do? Boy, let me tell you, you're gay. It's okay. It's a present from Jesus every day. This is a segment called Gay Guys and Their Feelings, but sometimes we change it to Moms of Gays and Their Feelings, <laughs> mainly when we make Julie's mom, Phyllis, call us because she's got all political on that ass. Yeah, my mom has, I mean, they are like so deep in it. I can't even believe how deep in it they are now. It's very impressive. <laughs> So this weekend, apparently there was a national march for science and my mother went to the Boston one. <laughs> okay. So the march was actually quite huge and it was everywhere yeah. um, in all the cities. And it was a, basically a gathering of nerds and friends of nerds <laughs> to support science and evidence-based research brought on by apparent, supposedly, apparently, whatever, it was they, that it got organized because of Trump's threats to cut the budget um, for agencies that fund scientists' work. God. On Friday night, my parents texted me pictures of them, or it was actually a picture of my dad holding homemade signs, telling me they, they were going to the march. It was my mom showing me my dad had made her signs to take to the march. So I didn't even know the shit was happening. Right. And we were together. We were out of town doing like a speaking at a college. And Julie's like, oh, my God, my parents are going to a march. <laughs> And I was like, that is so goddamn nerdy. But then, and then we looked at the signs, uh-huh. um, which were cute. And um, so we basically text begged Phyllis to call us and leave us a message about the march and all her feelings. But you know, the motherfucker didn't even want to. I texted her, didn't hear from her. Now, what will happen is when, and, and if this has happened several times now in asking her to call in to, for the pod, for the broadcast, <laughs> um, or even anything. I mean, this really could be anything, even if it was just a phone call. No, if we just needed her to do something right. in a timely. I mean, she's, she's very busy and also never turns the phone on. So I'll say, can you call, can you call the podcast just to leave a message? And if we were talking, she'd be like, ah, ah, Julie, when, when, when am I going to do it? When am I going to do it? Like, I don't know when you're just when you're walking at the march yeah but i'll be walking i know but you have a cell phone you can walk and you can talk oh god what what, 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 i have to take the phone out i'm gonna have to hold it i'm gonna have to be walking (laughs) how am i gonna even do that i just turn the phone on and do it how i'm too busy i'm too busy i'm just too busy and then if it gets outside of the march it's like can you do it it's right now we're gonna go to the theater to say right (laughs) what do i even say i'm going to the march and i'm holding a sign (laughs) 
I'm like, well, there's got there's gonna be a million people there, and this is a conversation that ha- didn't happen. But I'm just saying, this is you well, know what Julie I mean. Julie was would do it to me like in the elevator. Like I'm like, why isn't Phyllis fucking leaving the message? And then she'd be like, and then she'd act this out for me, and I'd be full dying. It'd be everywhere. It'd be in elevators. She'd do it. We'd be walking in the rain and in right. Because be like, did your mom call yet? She's like, no, she didn't call yet. Because you know she's like, oh god, Julie wants me to call and leave a message. I don't know what to say for the broadcast. And then we're gonna be here. I'm like, uh, and I'm busy. And then I have to make dinner. And then I have to think about making. And she's dinner. probably like, Leon, we don't even listen to it anymore. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know they don't. They don't. And they, even when I asked her about the podcast, like, have you listened to the podcast? She's like, oh, you know, I just haven't had time. Like, where have we been doing? You're, what do you do? What are you doing? Oh, I have to. I have to teaching, and then I have to make the brisket. She made brisket for Passover three weeks early, by the way. Oh God, you know that shit was fire. She probably marinated the shit. Oh, it's delicious. It's amazing. Well, you know she didn't put any seasonings on it. No, but <laughs> on the brisket. Yeah. Did oh she? no, the brisket's amazing. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no, no. The brisket's delicious. Anything the someone best. takes three weeks to make is good. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, but she ended up calling. So Phyllis, Phil Elegante, <laughs> I like to call her. She did call. She did leave a message. Yeah. And you know what? It is exactly as it needs to be. <laughs> we wouldn't change a thing about it. So we're going to listen to that now. Okay. Hi, Julie. Um, I know you wanted me to tell you about the, um, the science march, but there's really not much to tell. I went into Boston with my friend, Ann. Daddy made some great signs. I posted it on Facebook. And um, it was really more a rally. It was very nice. We listened to some speeches and we read the signs um, and talked to some people. And um, basically, that was it. So anyway, they had a good crowd of people. And it probably would have been better if the weather was but I don't think this is anything, there's nothing, there's nothing momentous. <laughs> so, but it was good for me to do something positive, and I'm glad I went. And um, that's it. So give me a call when you get a chance. I'm, I'm walking now. I'll be home in about an hour. So let me know that you got home safely from your trip and everything went well. Okay? Love you. Bye. Nothing momentous. I mean, your 900-year-old mom went to a, a, a political march. I think she's never done that in Ever. her life, no? I, not that I know of. I've never heard them. No, it's absolutely. Just, certainly not as I've known her as her daughter. I mean, to a, a march? It's such a big deal. And I saw her on the subway. There was a picture of her with her friend. She and her friend went. I'm assuming my dad went, too, because somebody had to take the picture. But I'm not entirely sure. She still hasn't confirmed whether he went or not. But he made the signs. It didn't sound like he went. From I her. know. It sounded like it was her and her friend. Because, you know, he would be so irritated by groups of people. He's like me. I'm like, like him, I should say. So he, uh, but he made the signs. The signs are very intelligentsia. I mean, you Daddy know, Daddy I mean? made the signs. Daddy made the signs. <laughs> signs, and they are very like smart, clean. Julie signs. said he even whittled the wood. Out oh, of you know, I know he did. He was holding them on actual like they're full like wooden stakes. That yeah, you stab a vampire. Oh, with. I I know he like lathed it out and made sure that they were perfectly <laughs> Julie's symmetric. Dad, Julie's dad. I want you guys to know in case you don't. He's a surgeon. And he has a wood shop, and he's a woodworker. Yes, yes. he may. He's he can. He, he has many talents. Many talents. He's a Renaissance man. He he's is, a calligraphy he artist. He probably yes. wrote in the calligraphy. Making the sign yeah, was no. the joy of his life. I'm, I'm sure. sure. <laughs> yeah, he can do anything. He fixes cars, builds furniture. He, very sexy. He's very sexy. He's a catch. <laughs> he's also very hot. He could be a. He could be a. You know, a, a dad type model. Oh, you know what I mean, Dad. You should do that. You should get into dad he's, modeling. They don't listen anymore. Oh, that's right. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what gives him life. Brandy calling him hot. Well, he is. And you know what? That message from Phyllis was hot. She did everything I wanted to do. She was sighing. Oh, I mean, how put out was she? And it, and it was how no big put deal. Out, like, no, like, 
Hi, Julie. <laughs> well, I went to the, we were at the march. It was wonderful. It was so cute. Like, so you're going to post the, get the I'll pictures. I'll put the pictures up. Yeah, yeah. They're adorable. I'm so proud. I mean, I can't tell you how how this podcast has brought us all together. Well, in a I, new manner. I mean, I we're, love it. we're drifting apart again because they're not listening. <laughs> but true. for a while there. Because they're very busy. <laughs> very busy. Well, we love you, Phyllis and Leon. Love you. And now it's time for a moment with Melania. <laughs> Well, last weekend was Easter, and that means that the White House held its annual Easter egg roll, which is which was hosted for the first time by First Lady Melania Trump. Now, Melania is here to tell us about her first official event as First Lady Hostess. Hi, Melania. You, Hello, Brandy. Hello. <laughs> you did a great job with the Easter egg roll. And you even read a book to the kids. Thank you. Thank you. I did not want to do Easter egg roll. I told my husband, I don't want to do it. Me and Baron want to stay home in New York. But he said, you have to go to the egg roll for they need. That's the first lady. Oh, who does these animals? So many animals. So the 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 Easter egg roll they told me is traditional for first lady to do. So I <laughs> say, oh okay. I put on dress that I feel uh, good for childrens. Mm-hmm. They don't have arm capes. Oh, it's more like just you know arms out, <laughs> legs out, regular dress cover body. Mm-hmm. You know. Baron looks so handsome. He's getting tall for man. He's almost tall as the Donald. <laughs> um, he w- was wonderful, had wonderful time. Do you uh, like um, Easter? I don't know what Easter is. <laughs> In my country, we're not allowed to celebrate things such as. <laughs> so didn't know... I know about Jesus and Christmas, mm-hmm. but we don't know about what, you know, Easter. But I also don't eat eggs. <laughs> I find them to be um, scary uh, and I don't think that I like the taste. But I help uh, roll eggs. Now, what does that mean, Easter egg roll? I don't understand. The children, all of the sticky children, <laughs> go onto the grass of the White House. And they have all different fun times. <laughs> and each fun time is different than other fun time. So one time they throw a bag of beans into a wooden box. Dumb. Yeah, <laughs> it is dumb. And then they take the eggs and roll them down the grass into an another grass. Dumb. Dumber. You know, the whole thing is dumb. And <laughs> that's why I told my husband, I don't want to do it because why... Um, you might uh, a little tidbit for you. Oh, please. Um, 
people might not know, but when you see the Easter bunnies dressed up. Oh, the guy, the costume, the big bunny, the life-size bunny. Life-size bunnies. Mm -hmm. You might not know, but during George W. Bush time, Sean Spicer, he was dressed as a bunny. Did you know? I did not know that. That was one of his jobs. Then he got promoted to um, White House secretary of... (laughs) Press secretary. <laughs> That's right. Isn't that fun how that happened? It is. I wonder who was in there this time. I hope it was... Um, it's pro- Vladimir Putin was one. And Michael Flynn, he was one. What about Tiffany Trump? Oh, well, you know, the, we Tif- Tiffany did mm-hmm. go and ask me if she could read story to children's. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know... That's nice offer, but no one wants to look at you. <laughs> no one does. You're you right, know, Melania. We did not want to. And this was the first lady event, not a fourth child event who don't live with Donald and he don't care about. Right, exactly. So, you know, tell your mom to talk about it on the podcast of Awakenings. That's right. And maybe and something will happen. You, you don't want Marla around because no one does. No, or Tiffany. no, I don't need Marla around <laughs> in her dresses. I'm the one walking around. I don't know even want Ivana coming around. I say no. When Ivana in the room, I know in the room. I go to an, a different room. <laughs> now, before we go, do no. you want to read um, a little uh, part of what you read to the children? People don't realize that I am a wonderful mother and part of being mother is being teacher and reader of books. So I decided to read the books to children and this is online. People can find this. It's a wonderful story. Uh, You don't feel awkward or uncomfortable at all listening to me speak and or read story. Yeah, we posted it on our, um, someone posted it on our Facebook page. They did because it's wonderful. Yeah. So I welcome them, sit down. I say, hello, children. Welcome. (laughs) How are you? Do you know who I am? (laughs) And they don't listen. And I go, I am Melania. I'm going to read story to you. Well, don't read us the whole story, Melania. Here's my favorite passage of Party Animals by Kathy Lee Gifford. Good choice for children's book. Classic. I'm so happy you picked up um, a book from a wino um, (laughs) that she wrote in the 90s when her children were young about diversity. I think it's a great choice. This book, that's right, about being different or you can be anything that you want except... Gay, but here comes <laughs> this part. It's all about animals going to party. Then, so you know, you can go find the book. But owl, if wait, that's not the right one. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Because they're talking about going to party. This is what. So someone says sheep is too dumb. So I'd like to ask horse, but all he do is graze on green grass. Of course, no one is worse. Than the messy raccoon, aka Tiffany, <laughs> except maybe Fox, who just howls at the moon. Beautiful. Is it a rhyme of sorts? I see. It rhymes and also does not rhyme. That's right. Both times, both things <laughs> it does. It does both rhyming and not rhyming. Well, thank you, Melania. We've we've got to let you go now, but we oh. appreciate you talking to us. I'm going to go back to New York, so you can go ahead, just put money direct into the Secret Service Fund. That only costs $10 million. I don't mind. Now it's time for So There's That. Oh,
show where Julie has to find something positive that's happening for her so there's that moment of the week. Mm. Her job got a lot easier thanks to our new <laughs> twin turn, Twitter intern, Aran Aro. We don't even know if that's how you say it, but we I like know, to say yeah. Aran Aro. Right. So it could be Aaron Oro. We don't know, but we, we say know. Aran Aro. Yeah. Who basically does all the work. Now, Aran does all the work. Aran Aro. Um, I also want to give a special shout out to Eka Palante. Oh. Don't know if that's how you say that. Who tweeted us um, at Largest Continent and said that this podcast right here, Dumb Gay Politics, is their very own personal So There's That Moment every week. Oh, that's so nice. I know. And I thought that was really sweet and meant a lot to us. So thank you, Eka. And uh, okay, meow, meow. Let's hear the shit. Okay. <clears throat> now, for some reason, uh, we're going to go a little um, international here, but for some reason in Chechnya, gay men are being rounded up and murdered or put in some sort of gay concentration camps. There hasn't been much of a light shined on it. No one even knew what was going on. I didn't even know what was going on until I heard this. And um, no one really knows why. And the leader of Chechnya is lying and saying it isn't happening. And his name is Ramzan Kadyrov. And look him up because you will die when okay. you see this guy. you got to look him up. He looks like a UFC fighter. He's like, well, that's hot. He like dresses. He's like has a, like a goatee and then dresses in like like track suits and stuff. Okay. Or he's like, so he's super, super like macho and whatever. Anyway, he said, so he's asked about it because people have been asking like, what the hell's going on in Chechnya? He, through a spokesperson, gave a statement. He said the reports are lies. He said there are no gay men in Chechnya. He said uh -huh. there are no gay men in Chechnya. If there were such people in Chechnya, the law enforcement organs <laughs> wouldn't have anything to do with them because their relatives would send them somewhere from where there is no returning. Okay? Chechnya sounds like a professional sports. Yeah, right. Well, where there's clearly also no gay men. Not right, one. That's right. Just not one. No, no, that's right. Not one in the NBA. Not one not in the one in the NFL. Catholic Church. Not one in, in any religion. Right. No. Okay. Right. So or in a high school locker room. All right. Now, in an administration, ours, let's be honest, they're not looking for gays or caring about gays or caring about anything really except money. And neither President Trump or T-Rex Tillerson, our secretary of state, have made one public comment about this situation. Now, the U.N. ambassador, Nikki No Lips Haley, stood up and said publicly, quote, we continue to be disturbed by reports of kidnapping, torture, and murder of people in Chechnya based on their sexual orientation and those persecuted by association. Haley said in a statement, If true, this violation of human rights cannot be ignored. Chechen authorities must immediately investigate these allegations, hold anyone involved accountable, and take steps to prevent future abuses, end quote. I want to also add... In Chechnya, not only are they taking the men and killing them or torturing them or beating them or whatever, they send them, they at times will send them back to their families and will encourage honor killings. And if you don't know what that is, that means, and that's very, that's been done to women for millions of years. That's when your family can kill you because you've ca caused so much shame to the family. Oh my God. So, and oh it's legal. God. And that's like a, that's, I hate to say it, but that's kind of big in Muslim countries. So, okay. So, <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Um, and so I applaud our UN ambassador and feel she's actually the first person to, in some small manner, not just do their job, but actually show emotion, compassion, empathy, heart, and a moral backbone of which I can respect. So there's that. I don't belong to you and you don't belong to me. Yeah. 
So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening and supporting this crappy podcast. <laughs> we consider all 14 of you our podcast family. <laughs> we'll be back next Tuesday, but we're doing something special for next week's episode. It'll be different from our regular format. So for those of you who are sick of the regular show, you'll be in for a nice treat. Yeah. It's the season of evergreens. Yeah, that's right. Julie's doing stand-up all over the earth, and I'm drinking in many different cities over the next few months, so there's going to be lots of special episodes for you. That's true. So don't forget to Facegram us all your feedback and questions, and leave a review on iTunes if you haven't. Yet. Haven't yet. Haven't yet. Yet. Maybe you could, let, maybe you could convince iTunes to put us on their banner. Maybe. Doubtful. No one has that kind of pull. <laughs> and as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly, it's been gay and dumb. Bye, guys. Bye. Uh-huh. It's all shit. It's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not going to let it go down like that because we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay